I think we've given you guys a lot of valuable tips and tricks for health and fitness, but above all, get dumped, you know? Break up with your man. Leave your husband. No, you can't. I don't know if that works. You well, you should dumped. encourage your husband to leave you. To dump or you. Or your man. Whatever. Just like for a temporary. <laughs> Just for a little boost. <laughs> Hi guys! Hi guys! Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. Welcome back. Is it what? February? It's February. It's cold as fuck. Big month. I'll get into it. Okay, ready? He like but, paused. Really? <laughs> February is a big month for me. I'll tell you in a second. Go. go. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to this show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. We have a lot to say. We have a lot. I'm not going to make them wait for the announcement. We're going to start up top with the announcement. Oh, we're going to announcements first. We're going to announcements first. Um, We've been promising this. Um, We promise there'll be more of this, but we're going to announce five new shows in five new cities. I am so pumped. Um, do you want to kick them off? You, yes. You do the, I'm going to do the first two, second two, and then I'm clearly I'm doing the fifth one. You're going to do the first two, the second two, and then the fifth one? <laughs> I'm going to do the first two. You're going to do the second two. I'm just going to actually... If, if you could just calm down over there, I'm going to renounce all of our shows. No. Okay. First up, we're coming to Texas. Yes, Texas. <laughs> Let's go, girls. I don't even Shania's from Canada, but I just figured Texas country music. I was like, what is she doing? Let's go, girls. Okay. We're coming to Austin on March 12th, Cap City Comedy Club. During South by Southwest. During South by Southwest. So if you guys are in town for it, definitely hit up the show. Yeah. We really wanted to do a show during South by Southwest because we want to go and happen to the people that will be there. And so, yeah, Cap City, which we have heard such amazing things about. Nikki Glazer, our friend, and our Andrew Collin were just there. And they they said it was one of their favorite cities. And they said there was a lot of Girls Gotta Eat fans at their shows. I can't wait. We specifically asked for this venue. I'm sorry. Yes, but they were like, get ready for it. Seriously. So Austin, we, we can't, can't wait. wait for Austin. And then we're going to head to Dallas two days later on March 14th. I'm like gritting ear to ear. We are doing the House of Blues. It's 
It's so beautiful. Casual. I can't wait. It's my dad lives in Dallas. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Um, so his wife and family are gonna come. Um, but I can't wait. I just I can't wait to do that. I know. I know my friend Bobby Corey. I always like to shout him out and say his full name because it's two first names. <laughs> but I told him I was like, we're doing House of Blues. He goes, Hess, that's Literally next door to where I live. He was like actually next door. <laughs> so probably stop. So we're by staying there. with him. Yeah, we're staying with him. He's gonna do our hair and makeup. Um, I feel like people from Houston right now are pissed. And I just don't know what to say about it. Also, I'm sure Beyonce's upset. She's from there. <laughs> H Town. At least Solange is upset. H Town bitches. Um, I don't know what to tell you guys. If maybe who knows what could happen but right now it is just Dallas and Austin I'm just telling you randomly you're gonna add a Houston show I'm not gonna do anything but we got a ton of messages (laughs) about Houston I all of a sudden we didn't think that we had a big Houston audience I don't know what to say I'm sorry (laughs) sorry to Beyonce and everybody else I guess you guys are coming to Dallas and Austin I don't know what else to say right now I just I have to address it because I feel like we literally got an onslaught of Houston DMs like last night and we were like oh I was out with somebody anyway um okay next up all you fucking crazy Tampa bitches we're coming there April 1st Tampa improv not an April Fool's joke I was (laughs) it's April Fool's really coming there on April 1st um I can't wait I'm super excited then we're gonna head down to miami on april 3rd for the miami improv um just kind of honestly we were just trying to get out of new york when it was cold go warm places yes and april is when you start to really crack because you're like oh it's april and we're still fucking freezing so early miami in april is perfect also rain and i are both going to miami later this month for other things um I have family in Miami. That's a, I'm really excited about that one. Guys, it's at the Miami Improv, which is new and gorgeous. Yeah, I'm really excited. And for it's this a one. little bit outside the city. It's in Doral, Doral, I'm not sure, but totally worth the Uber drive, whatever. Um, I heard it's just stunning. Yeah, it looks great. I'm so um, excited. All right, you want to you hit the last one? I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. I'm going to cry. We're coming to Philly <laughs> April 16th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. Like, this is my hometown show. Like, this, I mean, I'm not from Philly. Obviously, I'm from Delaware, but like, very close to Philly. That's my home city. I feel like it's like if Raina was going to Pittsburgh. So, Philadelphia, Philly Punchline, April 16th, right after tax day. I am so excited to announce as I have like, feel, I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm just, this is where all my family will be all like all my close girlfriends that live in Philly and Wilmington and Delaware, all these Dewey beach people will be there. If anyone has a connection to gritty, which is the Philadelphia flyers mascot I'm obsessed with, please DM me. Someone DM'd a while back and said they do know somebody that works for the flyers. I'm not kidding. Like I want him at the show. I'm sure his appearance fee is insane, but we will donate. He'll all- come. Well, he just, he'll just come, he'll just right? Come. No, he's never what, responded what to me. He doing? He's never responded to me on anything though. Like you DM him. I do. Well, I tag him and tweet at him a lot. Okay. And- but it's their social team. I mean, it's just like four people that are gritty. Okay, their social team's the best, but anybody that has any connection to Gritty, please DM me, not Raina, not Girls Gotta Eat, Ash Hess. <laughs> and um, yes, Philadelphia, I'm just, I'm just so excited. And also, um, we've had friends that have like comedians and stuff that have gone to Philly that are like, these girls cannot wait for you guys to get here. I'm so. psyched. I can't wait. Um, you guys have sold out these shows very quickly. I cannot stress this enough. You get the tickets today. They're up on our website, girlsgotteatpodcast.com. Um, we'll put a link in the Instagram. You guys were so ravenous with the last batch of tickets. We, we, we might have to add second shows to all these cities. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe it'll happen. It, it, it can happen, but it does not mean that you wait. So again, it's never a guarantee. 
yes. that we do a second show, but um, we plan for it just in case. So yeah, but get these tickets ASAP. And, and we get a lot of messages about California, Canada, all kinds that we promise we are planning shows there. Yes, we absolutely, yeah. San Francisco, I'm like, oh, these San Francisco people are so pissed right now. And Toronto. I promise. May, June, July, just... Yeah, and yeah. Minneapolis. We we said it. We we mean it. We are working on them. We just kind of have to go in waves because we don't want to be on the road all the time, and you know we can only handle so much. So, yes, Dallas, Austin, Tampa, Miami, Philadelphia. Oh, I'm so excited! I can't, I can't wait. And then we have like quite a month. Also, this is gonna be like a, the craziest month for me. It's the shortest month of the year. We have oh, five geez. shows. Yeah. Um, we have we have to record our podcast. What else is happening this month? Oh, I'm going to Miami. Oh, and then I have to move. Uh, yes, <laughs> this is crazy. Also. So Raina, new home alert is going to live down the street for me. So, because we don't spend enough time together. I just, I needed to live in the East Village because Ashley lives in the East Village. Yeah. Where else was I going to live? I, this commute is killing me. It's like a long distance relationship. My best guy friend, Rob and Meryl live next door to each other and Raina's moving next door to them. So all my, my three best friends in the city are all going to live on the same block. But my rooftop's going to be the best of all the it's rooftops. So you guys all have rooftops. I hate you. I've had to like, pillage and murder people for this apartment. Yeah. It is, if you guys have ever like looked for an apartment in New York City, it is a blood sport. Yes. Like I walked into the apartment and I was like, okay, so here's what I can do. I can pay six months cash up front. My dad can also give you money. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to blow you right now, it's fine. I'm like talking about this guy's life with him. I sent Ashley a video of the apartment. She's like, why are you talking to this guy about sex? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you sent me a video. Oh, the apartment's stunning. It is It is a an amazing New York City apartment. I'm so, so excited. And it's right down the street. So. Well, you'll have a key. I'll be there all the time. Yeah. So a lot of stuff this month. Um, well, it's our... Yeah. So February 1st, which was a couple of days ago, was my two-year anniversary of moving to New York City. February 4th today. So today, if you're listening, when it comes out, is 10-year anniversary that I've had Dewey. So I brought Dewey home. I adopted him on... February 4th, 2009. So I say it's like his adoption day and sort of his birthday because he was a rescue. I don't really know his birthday. So Dewey's about 11 years old. I, we've been together for 10 years. I can't, it's just it's like, beautiful. it's such a great relationship. Um, it gets better every day. <laughs> it gets cuter every day. Uh, and it's our Girls Gotta Eat anniversary this month. And we're going to celebrate in Chicago. Yeah. I was forgot which day Whatever. it was. Boston, We're going Chicago. to Boston, Chicago, and then Vancouver, but all on the week of our anniversary. I can't wait. How sick, how sick am I going to get? And then we come back. <laughs> Raina goes straight to Miami and then some house to move and all this. And then I go to Miami. I have like a, a girl's trip, little situation going on down there, but... Yeah. Situation. Situation in Miami. It's How not, you know, I can't really... It's a thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And we also thing. have to record this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> and somehow... We'll figure it out. <laughs> you guys, this takes us a long time. Like, this episodes are like an hour and a half. It's like... It takes forever to do these. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then edit them. In. Okay. Well, we want to catch up on some others. Is that it? I think we're good. I that's- think that's it. I'm super excited. Guys, please do not DM us asking if there are more tickets. Please call the venue. Please don't ask about yes. okay. Honestly, thank you for saying that. There's nothing we can do. We love all you guys. We want to see all your beautiful faces. Literally, there's nothing we can do. We can't add more seats to the venue. Right. So stay on top of it. If it sells out immediately or whenever these shows sell out, because they typically do, um, just hang on a sec. There could potentially be second shows. Again, we cannot guarantee that. So get them as soon as you can. But 
if you don't get tickets to the first one, just don't panic, but also don't DM us. Okay. (laughs) Can't wait to see you guys. We are so, so, so excited. Um, It's a lot of really fun stuff coming up over the next few months. Yes. I might go to South America. I don't know. We'll see. Oh my God. Um, but <laughs> you have one story I want to hear before we get yes, into Yes, I've been saving this story for Raina. Um, and it's it's an update on a guy that I did go on a date with. The story was on our episode that is titled Young Dick Energy. I think this was in the summer if you want to go back and listen. Um, so I opened the episode and I talked about that I went on a date with this guy. We matched on Hinge, met immediately. Like he just came and met me at the bar. I was with two girlfriends of mine and... Within 30 minutes, we had one drink and we had to go let in this family of Airbnbers in his house. It's a whole thing. I'm not going to retell that story. If you are familiar and you listen to the podcast, you know it. If you want to go back and listen, again, the episode is Young Dick Energy. But I went out with that guy again. I just wasn't really feeling it. I think he's a good person. This wasn't nothing egregious happened. It just was like I was busy. I think it was my whatever. It was the summer. And we just kind of lost touch. We, we never like really dated. We went on like a, two dates and so um, and did not have sex. So recently I was, I was doing whatever. I got a text from my girlfriend who's a close girlfriend of mine and she goes, Hey, so I'm out with Airbnb guy. And I was like, what? I was like, that's funny. And she goes, do you care? And I was like, no, I don't care, but I got to hear this story. And like, I don't care if this was the guy that ghosted me or broke up with me. Yeah. I fucking care. Or if this was the guy that like I had a crush on. Yeah. But like, this is the guy that I chose not to continue a relationship with date him. There's not enough good guys to go around, you know? Right. And it wasn't a relationship. It's yeah, like, we, yeah exactly. How did she know him? Remind okay, me how so she knew him. She did it. So she met him when she was blackout drunk at a bar in the East Village she she doesn't remember any of this. This is just him recapping to her. Basically, she woke up with him in her bed. Oh my God. She wakes up with this what? guy in her bed, still has no recollection. And let me just say, she was one of the friends that was out with me when I met him. So when he came and met me from Hinge, she was there. Oh, that's how she knows him. But she didn't remember she didn't any remember. of that. They also met really briefly. So she wakes up with this dude in her bed and she's like, who are you? You know, and... He's like, yeah, we met last night. You were pretty drunk. And she's like, okay. We met last night. Yeah, obviously. Still no, Ashley's not in the picture at this point. Like none of that. And so they decided to go out again, I think like a few days later. So they go out again and they randomly got to talking about Hinge over the date. And he was like, let me see your profile. Or, you know, they start joking about Hinge. Like, let me see your profile. And he's, I'm on one of the profile pictures. And so it pulls up and he goes, oh yeah, Ashley, Ashley Hesseltine. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, yeah, remember like... I know her and then I met you when I met her and it, like my friend is like what the fuck <laughs> Oh so my god this came, is like all coming back to her all coming in the back moment. to her and she's like not only did I hook up with you and meet you and I'm on a date with you but I met you the night you met Ashley it's all kind of coming together and so this she, guy when, must be like she is so drunk she's all such the time. a waste case so that's when she went to the bathroom and texted me like is this okay I feel terrible and I was like no and I know I did not fuck this dude do whatever you want he's he's nice and so she's like okay well let's get together and I got to tell you this story. So bottom line, she goes out with a guy. They go out again. They, they went on a few dates. She went home with him and she's in his home and they're, they're having sex and she hears a knock and it's like the Airbnb because he Airbnb is his place when he lives there in the second bedroom. And there's like a guy knocking on the door while they're mid fuck. That's like, excuse me. Uh, I like needed something like needed a key or needed something. Three times this, the Airbnb interrupted them fucking. She was like, I can't believe this is happening. I cannot believe that this happened. Like, 
This is, it's like a dorm room. This is so crazy. So yeah. So she like hooked up with this guy. I think it's hysterical. You know, like I wouldn't even care if I had fucked him. Who cares? Now we're asking my sisters, you know, we're even closer friends. But uh, no, I thought it was very funny. I wanted to give an update on the Airbnb guy. So I actually just saw her. We were together an hour ago. They hung out a few more times. It didn't really work out. Whatever. Because she doesn't want to be interrupted every time she's having sex by a new stranger. In his single like a fr- bed. A fresh new stranger every single time. <laughs> That is so... Can you even imagine like a new person is knocking on the door every time you have sex? I know. They're like, uh, can you help me with the coffee maker? You're like another one of you? There's still more people. You're also like, just don't bother me. You know what sex sounds like. Right. You needed sheets that badly. <laughs> right. You had to stop me. I, this this is going to last for eight minutes. We both know it. <laughs> like what, what can't you survive for eight minutes until this is over? Can we just get into this? Like, can you imagine just fucking somebody and there's like a stranger randomly just knocking on the door? Like, hello, excuse me. I, I would die. What like, if it was like the last time it was a child. When you went there, there was children there. I mean, there was like a teen girl. That's even worse. Oh my God. <laughs> she knows what's going on. A small kid is like plausible deniability. But anyway, that's the update. That's the update. But I, I like your, I like your attitude about this, and I think that like it's very big of you. I think some people would have a hard time doing that, but you were like, okay, went out twice, nothing happened between us. Yeah, he's my garbage, but he might be your treasure. Oh my god, (laughs) is that the same? One man trash is another person's treasure. Yeah, and let's be clear, it's very different. It would be very different if this was the guy that upset me in any way. That would, and a girlfriend went for him. I don't even know what I would do. And I'm, I don't really run into a situation. I, I don't even know if I ever have, but that, you know, that's when a guy's kind of off limits, but I'm also just like, go out with him. What do I care? Yeah. Now we have a funny story. He'll fuck you over now too in a we couple can weeks. all hang out as friends. <laughs> we can have a threesome with the Airbnb beers. We're going to have full blown orgy. Would you have a threesome? Five stars. Um, with them? Yeah. No, but I don't want to have a threesome with my friend anyway. I really don't at all. I've done it. It's not good for anybody. It never works out really well. And like, you know, the people really well, like you got to all be a little bit of strangers. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't even. I don't. Can't believe you just asked me that. No, I don't want to have a threesome you with brought the guy. Up, I'm just with, curious. With the guy I didn't want to fuck for one, and then my friend. No, that does not sound ideal for me. All right, what's going on with you? Well, if you're listening, it's not going to happen, bro. <laughs> Can you imagine you're having a threesome and somebody knocks on the door? It's already so much to coordinate. Well, at least there's one extra person that's probably not doing anything that can like help him out. (laughs) (laughs) That can like help with the Keurig. You know what I mean? No, I think there's like two people that are like really in it. At least like a third person's like directing the show. You can't like pause. Filming it? Yeah. No, no, no. Just directing the experience. Oh, there's a a director. I've never been in one. I've never been in one. Um, Like a best supporting actor. (laughs) What is going on with you? Are you? What are we talking about with you? I don't know. Nothing's going Nothing? on with me. Nothing that I care to share this week. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't have anything else to share this week. Let's, we can just do the episode. Okay. Wow. You just like slammed your hand on your computer. <laughs> You're ready to fucking go. Um, anything else we have to remind you guys about? Um, Subscribe, no, rate, it. review. You guys have been so amazing lately. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. With Instagram stories and all that kind of stuff. Follow both of us personally on Instagram. Yep. That is One Hungry Jew and Ash Hess with three S's and two H's. Oh, total three S's. Yeah. Not like Ash Hess. 
All right. Um, I'm excited for today. We do not have a guest. Um, It's just us. One less person to manage. Just the two of us. We can can make it if we try. Just. You really locked eyes with me for that. We just we hope you guys like the episodes with just us. Um, you know, we want to always you know break up the guests with episodes of just us. And I mean, I would do I, just us every week, but it's fine. <laughs> That's where we got our start. <laughs> humble beginnings. Um, this is an episode that you guys really wanted. This is the body episode. Ashley really pushed me to do this, and I've been sold. So I'm excited. Yeah. And we're really going to talk about. We're going to get into this revenge body, but I don't even know if I love that term. I think you should always want to have your best body. I think sometimes just a breakup or whatever can can jumpstart that. But um, I mean, yeah, this is a dating podcast, but we can't really deny when you guys really want us to cover a topic. So it's been an onslaught of requests for like, how are you girls, How do, your bodies, how do you stay fit or eat healthy or lose weight or how are you so confident or, you know, all these kind of things. So we couldn't really ignore the requests. So. Yeah. And we purposely did not have a guest to this also. You know, I thought sort of my vision for this is that we would have a guest and then we were talking about it and, you know, it just sort of seemed like one lane to pick somebody that was like really into cardio or really into like clean vegan eating or something. Yeah. And, you know, we just, I mean, we're real regular girls. We just wanted to talk about what we do for our life. Right. Um, and, you know, we've gotten a couple messages actually about a joke I made a long time ago that about being skinny. Um, People saying like, you're so obsessed with being skinny. Neither of us are obsessed with being skinny. I'm not super skinny. I'm like a normal person. I just want to say like, we're we're both like very happy with being healthy. It has nothing to do with being skinny and just... Well, I like to be skinny. (laughs) I mean, mean, come on. Like, I don't think you're obsessed with being skinny. I think that you're obsessed with being healthy. You work out, you eat well. I don't think that you like throw a temper tantrum and don't leave the house because you feel like you don't look skinny. But but I used to. So we'll get into that. And not not temper tantrum, but like I used to not leave the house. So I mean, I think that's... We're going to talk about like our journey. I'm only going to say that once. I hate that fucking word. My journey. But like our journeys with our bodies and like over time and what... what we were like when we were younger. And also just like, let's be clear, neither of us are diet or health or fitness experts. So this is just what we have experienced in our life in these ways. So that's all we can do. I'm not out here saying that I'm any sort of fitness or health expert. I think I have a wealth of knowledge. And I think I've picked up things over the years that are factual and that are important, but I can't sit here and say I'm like a dietitian or a fitness expert. So let's just be clear. I don't think we're out here claiming to be experts of anything. Yeah. I just think that like, this is our life. Do you know, take it or take it or don't. Right. Um, But like, I do think there's a huge connection to dating because I think that the way you look is very linked to how confident you feel, which is linked to dating. And yeah. like, I will talk about this, but like I grew boobs as like a very young girl and that has really formed like how men interacted with me from a very young age. Right. So I don't know. How do you want to start it off? I don't know. That's what I kind of want to talk about. I wanted to talk. I wanted to like start from the beginning, like where you were when you were when you were a kid to now with your body. Okay. Um, Do you all right. Start? Well, yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, I was always. I had puberty really, really young. Like yeah. I got my period when I was ten, wow. maybe eleven. Yeah. Um, but I started growing boobs really early. Like I was the tallest kid in my class. Uh-uh. I was, yes, and I've. I'm five feet tall. Like, oh my god! I became five feet tall before In third grade. Grew up. <laughs> Just towering over dudes, <laughs> and like I didn't even need to relate to about what was going on with me because like I just grew boobs like really young, and like you know when you're like 13 years old and you have D sized tits, you're getting attention from men yeah. that you're like really not ready to handle. No, um, and, and I remember that girl in our school. You know, her and her sister. I remember the, the two girls that that happened to, and like. 
attention from boys my age, but also like from men. And like, you just don't know have any idea. And so, you know, I think I started to like slouch a little to like cover up, like hunch over, like make me look like I didn't have such big boobs. And yeah, I grew up like uncomfortable about it. It took me years to like feel really like, you know, have good posture and feel good. I've always been thin, I guess. Um, I probably developed an unhealthy, I don't know what to call it, an unhealthy obsession with being thin when I was pretty young. So like, like, how, like how young? Maybe like fourteen. Right. Um, when you start to hit, like, when your body starts to change. Well, it sounds like yours changed changed earlier, but like, that's kind of when you start to like maybe gain some weight. Yeah. You know, as a young teenager. Yeah, and I think that like you know that's when you sort of discover boys a little more, and then your mm-hmm. friends are also going through puberty. And I would take um, these like no dose pills. Do you know what no dose is? It's like caffeine so. pills. Yeah, I used to take like Xenadrid and all the stuff that's outlawed now. Yeah, all the stuff that's <laughs> terrible. So like all through high school, I, pr- I probably did have like an unhealthy obsession with it and, yeah. you know, my body and looking good. And there wasn't obviously social media then, so I didn't have to also be inundated with Instagram, but like, you know, magazines and just other girls in general that I thought were prettier yeah. than me, skinnier than me. So like, yeah, I would take like stuff to like suppress my appetite. Yeah. And I know it was like my mom was always really concerned about it. Nothing like super crazy, but I mean, it's, it wasn't a healthy way to grow up, you know, yeah. um, for a few years. So, I mean, I think that you just grow out of that eventually, but well, yeah, yeah you hope. You hope. What else can I say? You, about- like, what, what were you like in college? Like, did your, did your weight usually stay steady? Like, I fluctuated like crazy, which I'll get to, but like, were you, have you always just kind of been steady weight or did, were you, did you yo-yo? Were you like in between a 20 pound range for years and years and years or were you kind of stayed the same? I didn't yo-yo until much into my 20s. And so like, I was pretty... I've never like played sports, really. I don't like... I'm not an athletic person. I don't yeah. enjoy it. I don't enjoy working out. Um, so I didn't really have that outlet as much. Like, I tried everything. I was bad at all of it. So, like, when you get to college, of course, you have, like, access to the dining hall and all this, like, terrible food for you and you're drinking a lot. So I think I gained, like, a little weight, but nothing significant. Yeah. Uh, for me, when I really gained weight was because... I mean, I always worked in college and high school, so I was always on my feet. Yeah. I started to gain weight a lot in my 20s. Um, I always worked in restaurants, so I was on my feet yeah. all the time, 10, 11, 12 hours a day. And then all of a sudden at 26, I got a desk job. Yeah. So I was sitting all day long. It's sedentary. And like that is when I gained like 20 pounds, which is a huge amount of weight when you yeah. were five feet tall. Um, part of it was also I was in a relationship and I was eating late at night with him all the time. And uh, But yeah, I gained a huge amount of weight. We can talk about like how I... We talk about like how I lost that yeah. and stuff. But um, yeah, growing up, I mean, I think I was whatever you call like a normal girl. I probably was a little more obsessed than your average girl with like weight loss and taking diet pills and things like that. And I feel like that's what my friends did too. Like that's yeah. what they were all obsessed with. But yeah, the breasts really affected me as a kid. Was it like crippling insecurity? Did you like wear big clothes and do all that kind of stuff? Like when did you f- embrace them? I feel like, remember when Now and Then came out? Yeah. And then Christina Ricci used to tape her boobs down yeah. and I started taping my boobs down. I was like, this this will work. Oh my God, I just such the opposite. <laughs> I know, every other girl's like, why wouldn't you want them? I just like, you're not getting the right attention from people. And I, I feel like that today, I don't get the right attention from people for it. But at least today, I know how to handle it. Yeah. Like, you're just getting hit on and like ogled by all these people. And I started waiting tables at this diner when I was like 15. And I was, I mean, every man there was hitting on me. And yeah. I just, you just don't know how to handle it. So I didn't feel insecure. I just felt like 
I, I didn't know how to combat it. So I probably leaned into it and giggled and like yeah. acted like I enjoyed stuff that I really hated and I didn't know how to deal with yeah. as a kid. I don't know if that caused insecurity in me, but you know, it definitely makes you think you want to lose weight. You don't want to eat as much. Yeah. I remember like I went to the doctor at one point, I'd lost 10 pounds and the doctor was like, why did she lose all this weight? And like, I just didn't want to have such big boobs. So I wasn't eating as much. Yeah. I don't know. I was any more or less confident than your average girl, teenage girl who's obsessed with the way she looks. Right. Well, and yeah. And I mean, again, like we didn't even have Instagram or anything now. I can't imagine. I can't honestly imagine what that must be like to grow up like that. Like, yeah. thank God I didn't have those images constantly. Like my worst problem was like Cosmo magazine. Same. Um, but I grew up in a very like sex positive, body positive house. So right. like my mom did not obsess over what she ate. My dad didn't either. We were always encouraged to eat healthy, but like in like indulge. So I grew up with a family that was very positive and didn't ever make me feel bad. Right. And like your mom's just an average woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I th- right. I mean, she's always just, yeah, she's she, just, yeah. yeah, she's like some people grow up with like model mothers that like make them feel bad. Like I hate that dynamic. You see this mom that's like a model and then her kid, she's like an overweight daughter and you're like, God, that must be so hard for that kid. You know what I mean? Like I just, just, I think parents can play it like a huge part in that. And just think when you have like a normal mom, you know, that's just, and I'm not, I don't mean big, like my mom's thin. She's just still just normal. Right. That doesn't like put pressure on you to be skinny. Ugh, I can't imagine. I never had that. I, I developed all my own problems in my own mind all by <laughs> yeah. myself. From cult, from culturally. My mom would like find like Dexatrim and Xenadrine and all these other things. And she would have huge fights and next day I'd just go buy more. CBS, <laughs> GNC. That's where I got my Zenadrine. Oh, really? Maybe that's where I got. Yeah, it. I, you I had to get got, that stuff at GNC, like in the mall. I only got Dexatrim. Like, oh, Dexatrim. Like, yeah. Spencers. Oh my god, there was what Hydroxycut. Hydroxycut. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. you had that. You had to get it at GNC also. But Zenadrine, I think, was the brain of Phenadrine. Whatever. They, I mean, it's illegal now. Like it was just terrible for you. People probably they had heart attacks from it. I, I mean, I took it right when I was like rushing a sorority because I was like, I need to do something. Um, but how okay, where do you stand right now with your body? Um I'm a little heavier than my re- like my normal resting weight. Like I'm in my 30s, my body just doesn't look the way it used to. Like you need to actually start working on your body. I hate to tell people this. Like it sucks. <laughs> but like stuff does not sit up the way it used to in my early 20s. So like I would love to get new boobs if a surgeon is listening, ready for new boobs. But like I don't know. I feel I feel good. I don't feel like you're not. Yeah, I don't think I'm a ten. I know what I am, but like <laughs> I'm pretty happy with how I look. I don't know. That's that's where I stand. I guess like I know. I think I, that about you. You can tell when somebody, and I'll get to this. Like you can tell when somebody is depressed about their body image, and you're not like that. Neither am I. No, I've been on trips with girlfriends where like will like I'll, I'll be with like a big group of girlfriends somebody won't like the way they look and they like just start to like throw a temper tantrum yeah and like wow and it sucks being around that honestly i hate that i don't want to ever be that person yeah um this is obviously really new for me like this show and the live shows we do and it's very new for me to all of a sudden be tagged in a hundred instagram photos mm-hmm. the minute we get off stage and i'm like oh that's what i look like that's what i look like that's what i look like and every time i breathe like like oh my god i look like to see a fat roll and you know that's been tough for me to be so inundated with photos of myself yeah. and also look at them and just be like, that's funny. That's great. That's just skin. That's not like a feral. And also if it is, yeah. who cares? Right. You know? And so that's been a real exercise for me. Yeah. Um, I've never had to look at myself so much. Well, and aside from that and like just the attention. So like just, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like anybody that is on some sort of path, I hate to use the word fame because I don't really think that about us, but when you're getting there, 
you watch people, their looks change. You, I mean, every single person that has like a second season of a show, like the first season they look normal, the second season they come back. And like every single person that's been on The Bachelor, like when you watch them at the reunion, like they've had some work done, they got their hair dyed, like whatever it is. I mean, even like Issa Rae on Insecure, first season, she, I think she lost like 20 pounds by season two. You see yourself on TV, you become a celebrity and you're like, I got to change the way I look. And like, I am so confident, but I just, I don't know. I have all these Instagram followers now. Like I, I people just... It's when you start to get that, it gets in your head and you're like, should I fix something? Like, should I do something with my hair? Should I get a nose job? Like, it's weird what it does. And I don't think anyone like can escape it. I think every single person you watch kind of rise to notoriety or fame in some ways starts to feel like they need to change something about themselves. It just gets in your head. Yeah. Because you're like, like, I need to look this way because I have fans or something. (laughs) It's weird. Well, I just don't think people are inundated with the way they look that, the way that maybe like we are or somebody who's photographed a lot. And it definitely breeds insecurity. And like, you also have to, like, I don't, particularly love looking at photos of myself. And so, yeah, it stresses me out. And, you know, I'm the first person to completely admit things that I've had done. So like, that's to each their own. Like, I don't think yeah. that if you get a boob job, you ha- you owe it to anybody to say you got a boob job. But like, I get Botox. I get it every like few months. Yeah. It makes me feel good. I feel like it's just like preventative. Um, So I just get it on my forehead. But like, I'm very happy to say that I do that. I go to laser away. I like it a lot. It's clean. They're all over the, they're all over the yeah. country. Um, And I got veneers this summer, yeah. um, which was way before we started doing live shows. It had nothing to do with that. But um, I've always been sort of insecure about my teeth. And I lead with that, obviously, because you smile. Yeah. Um, I went to... I wasn't even going to talk, but I went to a doctor. Um, her name's Dr. Bridget in the West Village. I was really, really frightened because I just... Just really, it's your teeth. I mean, you were even like, maybe don't okay, do this. But yeah, and like, yeah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell my whole journey, but I like the, ugh, I fucking said journey again. I like that we're here <laughs> because I want to address this anyway. And I think people should be open about what they've had done. And someone DM'd us and they wanted to know about your veneers. And if you guys don't know, veneers are intense. You, you're, they file your real teeth down. So there's no going back. Like yeah. you, there's no, you don't get your real teeth back. And I want, I feel like people need to know that I didn't know that. Your teeth are gone. So you commit to veneers for life. For life, yeah. They completely like reworked my smile. They lasered my gum line. So like my issue was that like my gums were really high around my front teeth and then they like weren't as high around the rest of the teeth. It just, I didn't like my smile. It's, it was yeah. a bummer for me. And I thought about my whole life and I met this girl that I really like who's a doctor that's fantastic and she made me feel really comfortable. And yeah, it's really intense. It's a lot of surgeries. It's yeah. not just one surgery. Um, I think it was like four surgeries. Yeah. Um, one of them was on my birthday. It was fine. <laughs> I still came to dinner. I know. You um, it really is It really is pain-free. It just takes a while. Obviously, you get Novocaine. You obviously want somebody that you trust who you can really check their work. Mm-hmm. It's Shulman Dentistry in New York City. I love them. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was scary. But I, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And now when I see photos of us, I'm like really proud of it. Yeah, I love so it. happy. My teeth are white. I just, yeah, I'm really proud of it. And I'm always happy to talk about it. That doesn't mean that anybody else owes anybody that information if you do it. But I'm, yeah. I'm proud to just say like... This is something I didn't like about myself and I addressed it. I think everybody can just know deep in their heart that like these celebrities and the Kardashians and everyone that looks like them has had stuff done and most people have had rhinoplasty, which is a nose job. Most (laughs) celebrities have had nose jobs. Everybody gets Botox. I don't have one girlfriend that doesn't. Maybe one, literally one. What's the, I just think like, what's the shame in it? It's, you know, it's a nice thing for yourself. Just... I like when people are open about this stuff. I mean, I think people are a little less apt to talk about the body stuff, but like 
the Kardashians' bodies aren't real. They do work out and they work hard. Those aren't real bodies. Those aren't, they weren't born with those bodies. They've all had liposuction. They've all had ass implants. That's not a real body. I think Khloe Kardashian has done a ton. I, I think that she's had a similar life that I have with what, what she used to look like to what she looks like to be in thinner now. Um, but still, do, still, she has stuff in her butt. I mean, for real though, like still they've all had their waist lipoed. Like I just, they just have, and that's fine. Right. And cool I'm not sculpt- saying that I wouldn't. Also cool sculpting, cellulite treatments, yes, all kinds all of, of it. Treatments. So it's just, it's not to take away from what they do on the fitness side, but like we, I think I just want all women and especially younger girls to realize that you know, everything's Photoshopped, you know, and I'm, I'll face tune a little thing here and there. I never want to not look like I, you'll never see a picture of me and then see me in person and be like, that's not her, but we all do it. Everybody's, everybody does it. I like the way you said about the first season of television shows because, like, I mean, I know that you don't really watch it, but like, I love The Real Housewives. But of watching them season, evolve, but that any is the, reality, that is the number one of every season. They're they're all attractive women. The second season, every uh, one of them is had Kim a Zolciak. I mean, that's crazy. Kim Zolciak is a, a different face. Teresa Judice, I mean, is a totally different person. <laughs> yeah, her face is a different face. So, like, just you. I hope everybody knows that anybody that's in the spotlight that has money is doing stuff. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I like this. Yeah. I like this, like this route that we're taking. It's so, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, there's some totally naturally beautiful tens out there. Of course there are, and they're models and they're paid to, they're paid for their looks, but everybody else, uh-uh. right. I'm not telling other people to do this either. Like this is right. The Botox and the veneers was right for me. I'm not saying other people should do it. I'm not obsessed with the way I look. I'm happy with it. I'm really proud. To, yeah. I'm happy to tell people like, I'm always like trying to spot other people's veneers. I spotted them yesterday. <laughs> a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people, like celebrities, especially. Yeah. Those teeth don't just grow naturally. You don't get to just look like that. I know. Except for my friend. Bobby Corey. <laughs> I, you know, I, I never know who you were talking about if you just said Bobby. You wouldn't know. You got to say Bobby Corey. I, he swears they're real. I, I believe him. I think yours, I mean, his teeth are insane. You'll see him in Dallas. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> they're sparkling white. <laughs> um, Perfect. But I want to hear about you because I know that you have a very like different journey growing up. Um, and then we can talk later about like, you know, when I gained a whole ton of weight, what that was like for me. But um, okay. I want to hear about like when you were a kid and like what you were like. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, 
roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep starts now. I'm going to talk about Ashley's body from birth till now. No, I'm just kidding. So I grew up like a really skinny kid, like really tall. Obviously, I was the tallest kid in my class, like really insecure about my height and just gangly. Like I just like such arms, just long arms and legs, huge feet. Like I just, I really just wasn't happy. Like I just had so flat chested, you know, I hadn't really grown into my features, but it was kind of this thing that I could just eat whatever I wanted. I love sweets. I could just eat so much food and never gain a pound until I hit puberty really. So even when I was like, it really was totally still like that until I got into high school. So I started high school at, I wasn't my full height. I'm 5'10". I was probably like five nine, five, eight and 116 pounds. And, um, I gained 10 pounds every year in high school. And I remember you'd get a physical in high school. Remember? And so I go to the nurse's office and she'd be like, I remember being a senior and she was like, do you realize you've gained 10 pounds every year? Which is, I guess, okay. But I, I don't know. Like I was like, yeah, I, like I'd have to buy new clothes every year. Like I outgrow, I would outgrow my clothes. Cause you didn't, you think you didn't learn um, like normal eating habits because you could always eat everything Yes, I think that was part of it. I think I was like, wait, my whole life I've just eaten whatever I wanted. I don't understand how I have to change this. And I'm like 15 or 16. And so, yeah, it was just, I just think that's a funny story to share that the nurse was like, I don't know if this is totally normal. And you're like, bitch, who asked you? Yeah, so... College, I fluctuated all the time. It was like I would gain weight during football season and I'd get, lose it for spring break and then I would do it again. I did it every single year and then I'd move to Dewey Beach for the summer and I would pack on a ton of weight. Like I remember like gaucho pants. I was so thankful they were in style because like I needed an elastic waistband. Like I would just eat and get wasted every single night, eat French fries and pizza and put on all this weight in the summer, come back for fall, still continue to eat and drink like crazy because it was football season. And I'd be like, well, now we got to be in a bikini at the Bahamas. And I would just like crash diet. And we did like South Beach diet, which I actually do endorse. Um, Atkins and all that came out when I was in college. And so low carb became like a thing that could help you lose weight. And I would just figure it out. And I would hit it so hard at the gym. I go to the gym every single day and in my like Sophie shorts and my sorority t-shirt and do this yo-yo dieting. And my weight would just fluctuate between this like 20 pound range for years. And I kind of kept that up in my twenties and um, where I would be in this like 145 was thin for me. And then like 160 was big, was big for me. And I would just kind of go back and forth like all throughout my twenties. And I was still a confident person. Like for me, my self-confidence and my self-worth and my self-value has never been because of my looks. Like since I was a kid, like I realized that my worth and my value, what made people like me was that I could make people laugh and, you know, succeeding in my career and having a good personality and being the life of the party or whatever it is. So even when I was on the bigger side and I felt like I was larger than all my friends or whatever it was, I still feel like I was confident. I was still going after dudes. And that's where my confidence comes from within is based on my personality and my achievements and my sense of humor and having people around me that love me and it hasn't been whether I'm really skinny or really pretty or any of that. But 
I have to admit that I didn't love my body. It was always a struggle. It was it was always a thing that was in the back of my head, how I looked and I hated sh- going shopping for clothes and I just I didn't I, I just didn't love my body and it was just it was a constant struggle and I think sometimes that even leads you to drinking more because you walk into a bar and your friends are talking to dudes or maybe they're not giving you the kind of attention you want and you don't feel pretty or you don't feel skinny and maybe you you get too drunk. You go home with somebody just to feel good about yourself. I mean, I think we've all been there and you know, I diet to go on vacation and then I eat and drink so much on vacation. I have to come back and diet again or to, to try all these different ways to lose weight. And I, I would have months or you know seasons at a time where I felt really confident and felt really good, but then it would kind of go back and my weight would just yo-yo back and forth. So it just... it. it you know, looking back, I'm like, God, I, I don't feel like that at all anymore. So I have really gotten to this amazing place where I really love my body. I'm so happy with it. Like, yeah, I have days where I feel fat. I see a picture I don't like. And then I'm maybe I hit it at the gym a little harder. Or maybe I cut back on my eating or eat salads more, whatever it is. So, I mean, I have those moments. I can't say that I love my body every single minute of every single day, but I, I do feel confident and feel comfortable with my skin and love myself. 95% of the time. I mean, two days out of the month when I'm on my period, I have full-blown body dysmorphia, but you know, whatever. So this kind of happened later in my my 20s, like close to 30 when I really found this balance and more so even in the last three years where this is the best that I have have ever looked. This is the happiest that I feel with my body. And where I am now, if you really want to know, I, I'm i 5'10". I'm in this like 135 to 140 range. That's that's what I weigh. Sometimes I'll hit 142. I, I don't know. Dep- just depends. To me, I don't think weight really matters. It's how my clothes fit, how I look naked. Sometimes I'm a little more muscular and muscle weighs more than fat. We all know that. So I don't weigh myself. I don't own a scale. There's no scale in my apartment. Um, I get weighed once a year at the I know. I think it's important to weigh yourself if you're really on a weight loss journey and not every day, but periodically I do think it's obviously important to keep track, but it's great. I feel great. I'm so happy and it hasn't just always been like that. And I really do indulge when I feel like it. I have a handle on my eating habits. I work out three times a week, every once in a while, four. I don't work out every day. I really do work out about three times a week and I just figured it out. And I'm sure... I know that's where a lot of people would love to be. Like if 26-year-old me was hearing this podcast, I would be like, I want that so bad. And so I'm just kind of like telling you like, yeah, you can achieve that. If you if you could feel like you felt when I was in my 20s and your weight determines whether you want to leave the house or not, like I did used to feel like that. And it's all changed. So that's just kind of my... What is a better word than journey? Story? <laughs> story. That's my story. <laughs> yes. That's that's my my life. I'm really happy that like in 2019, there's so many fun, exciting ways to do fitness and to eat well and to be healthy and take care of yourself that weren't available to me when I was growing up. Yeah. Like I think I developed an unhealthy relationship with wanting to be skinny in high school because I don't, I didn't know what else to do. Like I, there wasn't a, an amazing juice place on every corner and salad place on every corner. Class pass didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And there was no other non-traditional exercises other than like my mom had an elliptical at home. Yeah. That was like how you worked out. So I think that like, it's really exciting today that there's so many avenues to doing things that are good for you and healthy. And, you know, I fell into like weird habits where I would like go on crash diets or I would try to eat no carbs or yeah. I, would, I would juice for days. And like, none of those things are good and sustainable 
cool for you. Um, certainly not taking diet pills and things like that. And so I just love that there's like so many fun, exciting ways. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that that stops people from having obsessions with food and God forbid an eating disorder or something, but like I just love that there are these options out there to explore and we'll give more of them. I just think there's so many things that define who how you eat and view food. And I think a lot of it, I know, I know this. I mean, it's proven food offers a similar response to a drug. So like, that's why there is food addiction and that's not a thing that's fake. That's a real thing. And that's why people struggle so hard with food. And I think people use food in the same way that they use other things like sex or alcohol or drugs or whatever. Like when you are unhappy, sometimes you turn to food. And like, I I just, I I remember like a girlfriend of mine, we would have like the same kind of issues with food and it's, you know, it's Sunday night and you have the Sunday scaries and you're already like had some shitty fatty meal, but you still go get ice cream and you get this rush. You get endorphins. I mean, it's, it is, it's like a drug. It's like, you get these feelings of happiness and they're, they're fleeting, but you, you have that, that fills a void that you're feeling in some way. And so I say that because I think that when you are truly happy, in your life then you other things fall into place like your diet or your exercise or I, I just think that I think food fills a void for some people and I think they overeat when they're like in a weird place in life and um that was something that I, th- I think like I just started to be happier in general. I figured out what I was doing career wise and everything just kind of meshed in a really cool way. I think my 20s where I was kind of all over the place. Okay. So I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection. Prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and it just passes the savings directly on to you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay, you were going to talk about portion control. And I, I, I want to talk more about this because I think I'm like, yeah, I figured it out. I figured out how to eat whatever, you know, like live this life. And I'm, I want to I want to talk more about it. But I think that like portion control is such a huge part of it for both of us. And just like figuring out what a normal person should eat for a meal, especially yeah. depending on your size. And like, when we talked about the Revenge Body episode, I really wanted to be able to give people like real world, real girl tips on like what we went through and how to control things like that. And I think everybody, especially today with like food Instagrams and everybody just wants to be at the coolest, newest places and like everybody's just eating out all the time. And like, how do you do that and also stay thin? And right. I really struggled with that specifically because I started this food blog. And when I started One Hungry Jew... 
people, I can't even, I mean, you've been out to eat with me. We go out to eat and people want to give us the entire menu. Yeah. It's 25 dishes coming out of the kitchen. And I think people are like, how do you not be a million pounds? I don't eat that stuff. I take one bite of 10 different things, two bites of 10 different things. That's still a ton of food for me. Uh, But I gained a lot of weight in the beginning because everything is so gluttonous and caloric. Yeah. Yeah. Caloric's a word. Also, let's be clear that you like try to unload that food. So you brought a ton over to me. You'll give it to a homeless person, you know, like, oh, I just yeah, want people, I don't, I, I hate it. I hate this whole wasteful thing that some of these food bloggers do. Like, what, where's the food go? Like, people are starving. You know what I mean? And you see people with so many dishes and like, where's that going? I just want to say that like, you do make an effort to like, do something with it. So it's not just 10 dishes in the trash. No. And I give it to the staff. I bring friends with me. Right. I mean, people yeah, are like, I've benefited <laughs> a lot. I bring stuff over here. I think people are like, how, where does all that food go? So yeah, it's, it's no secret. I'm not eating all that food. Like yeah. I'm packing up. I go to the, I go to the subway after I eat and I give it to homeless people. Um, but portion control was a real issue. I gained a lot of weight when I first started like food blogging. Cause yeah. you're just like, I have all this stuff available to when me. It's so good. And it looks so good. And everything's, I'm not Instagramming salads out here. Right. Nobody wants that. It's all pizza. Um, So I just, I really needed to learn portion control and like take a couple bites and enjoy it. You don't need to finish the entire thing. Um, I'm not saying take a couple bites of one dish. If you one dish in front of you, eat the damn dish. Right. But um, I also started doing, and I know we, I'm not going to, whatever, I'll give them a free ad. I started doing those Beachbody videos because I didn't really enjoy working out and I wasn't as secure with my body because I was a little heavier than I used to. And so I started doing workout videos at home. I think a lot of people have a hard time motivating um, to do stuff like that because they're like, yeah. oh, I'm at home. But I felt the opposite. Like I can get up, I'm in my underwear. What's 30 minutes of my day? I'll just right. do this. Um, there's a million apps today yeah, um, that you can get small workout plans from just to do something for your body every morning for like 30 minutes. Right. And it'll completely change your body. I think there's just a mindset that some people have that like, I got to eat it all. Like it's here. I got to eat it. You know, I used to think like that. Like I would go to these events and I would be like, God, there's so much food here. I just got to eat it all. And then I just, I don't know. I think you outgrow some of this mentality. I think you just, you outgrow a lot of bad habits just as you mature and get older. And for me, a lot of it was this mindset of like, I'm an adult and I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want. I don't need to scarf this down. If I don't need to, I can go get a slice of pizza tomorrow. I can eat donuts tomorrow. I can, I don't need to like eat it just because it's here. You know what I mean? Like I have money. I can afford food. I can do whatever I want. Well, I don't need to binge on this. And I think you also start to realize that this makes me feel bad. You know, like I feel full, I feel sluggish. And then I hate myself in the morning. Like I think it's, just the same with drinking. I don't get drunk like I used to because it sucks and I feel bad and I'm not productive and I have a hangover and it kills me. And so I kind of feel like I took that with food. Like I think it finally hit me whenever it was in in my later in my 20s where I was like, I don't need to scarf down this entire plate of food and feel sick afterwards and feel sluggish and then be upset in the morning. And I think thinking about the consequences is a healthy way to look at it. And also just like, just because it's here, I think people deal with that in offices a lot. I think people are like, someone brings in donuts or bagels and you're like, well, it looks so good and it's here. It's like, who cares? You can go get a go donut tomorrow. You can go do a really good workout and then treat yourself with a donut or a bagel. Like just because it's here, you don't have to eat it. Right. I always remind myself, this is not the last time you're ever going to have the opportunity yes. to eat this. And I, the only time that I... Re- 
how do I phrase this? I travel a lot. And so when I travel is the only time I do not think about what I'm eating whatsoever. I will eat everything in my path. Yeah. I'm not going to go to Hong Kong and not eat every single thing in front of me. Like yeah. when you travel, none of those rules apply. I think you should eat everything in the world and really like experience the culture. For me, that's eating yeah. like crazy. But when I'm in New York and I'm home, I have to just remind myself, this is not the last opportunity you're ever going to have to have yeah. a dumpling or some noodles. Like you don't need to have... Don't eat when you're not hungry. Well, yeah. Like I... I, because I have weird hours, like you and I don't have traditional work hours, I will, I'll have like a big meal at like four o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. And so I often am the, am the person out with my friends at six, like not eating dinner. Yeah. And that's just because I ate and I don't have to eat when I'm not hungry. And I have to remind myself that all the time. Last night I went to um, this Joe Shanghai place in, in Chinatown yeah. and I wanted all of these like soup dumplings and all these things. I just, I'd eaten. Like I didn't need to like continue to eat. Well, and the self-talk there is like, I'm not hungry and maybe I'll come back here when I am hungry. You know what I mean? Like I think there's just a lot of self-talk that has to happen until you turn these things into habits. And I love that you said that because that was something that I had on my list to address is not eating when you're not hungry. And like everybody's eating habits are way different. Like I'll be completely honest. A lot of days I wake up, I have juice again, Chuice.com, C-H-U-I-C-E. And you can use code ASH10 for a discount because I don't want to get a million DMs about this again. I usually wake up, I have juice. Then I'll have like a croissant or something like mid-morning snack. And then I don't know if I'm hungry, maybe I'll eat something or I'll go get eat a giant salad at 3 p.m. or something. Then I'll go to a bar and eat fries at 9 p.m. Like I just, my, I don't really have a lot of routine. I just kind of eat when I'm hungry. And I think one thing I will say, and this isn't for everybody, but I this helped a really good girlfriend of mine is intermittent fasting. So look this up and do it right. Look into intermittent fasting. It's not for everybody, but it can help you realize that you don't need to eat as much or like as much food or as much during the day. So I think I have a friend of mine that just, she's smaller. She's a smaller frame like you. And she was just eating when her husband ate and she was just kind of eating like she thought she could. And then I think she realized like, I don't need to eat this much. She's lost. She looks amazing. Like at 35 years old, like she's just like, oh wait, I'm a small person. I'm not hungry. Why am I eating? You know, I think listen to your body. Like we've said with every other thing in your life, your relationship, your what. listen to your body. And I just think that's something that really can help some people too. And like stopping eating when you're full. Our friend Louisa is like the slowest fucking eater because she just wants to know what her body's doing. Like she will eat half a meal and then let it sit there for an hour. I'm like, can I have some of that? She's like, oh, I'm not done. Like she will <laughs> eat so slow. I'm a fast eater. I always have been. And so sometimes I eat too fast and I'm like, oh, I'm full and I feel sick. But listening to your body I think is so so important and that's something that you you really do that like I'll go to dinner and you we'll go to dinner you just won't eat you're I like I'm not hungry time, my friends I'm the person that does that but like I'm just not gonna eat when I'm not hungry and like yeah. I eat all I snack a lot and that's like my that's my downfall is I don't have portion control with snacks so I'll buy a bag of pretzels the the serving size is like 12 I just eat the whole bag um so I try to get better snacks like I know I'm gonna binge snacks so like I eat pretzels and hummus like every single day like that's yeah. my snack instead yeah I would rather rather eat Cheetos, but I'm not, right. you know? Um, I also, if I feel really shitty about something I ate yesterday, I take it off. I take a day off the next day and have a salad, but I also don't like beat myself up anymore either. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm drunk and I come home at two in the morning and I get like a chicken parm sub and I eat it and I'm pissed when I wake up, but like life goes on. Right. I'm not going to beat myself up all day. I used to, you know, it's weird. I used to go to all these photo shoots for my Instagram account 
and I'd get so much food. And then I'd look at the photos after and I would get physically sick looking at, I'd feel ill looking at the photos, just like remembering all the stuff I'd put in my body. And I'd look at my Instagram account, just feel gross looking at it. Um, I've stopped beating myself up for that. I'm like, y'all, I'll have a salad in the middle of the day. I'll have cheese fries at night and six tequilas because I feel like it. Right. Everything in moderation. That's kind of, that is true. It's everything in moderation and it's not depriving yourself. Like when you just cut stuff out, it's just going to come back to haunt you. Then when you have it, you're going to go so hard on it. It's like anything. It's like alcohol, sex, whatever it is. Like when you just are like, I can't do it. Like I just, if if you're one of those people that you have to have a little bit of something sweet after dinner, have it. Like have your dark chocolate, have your ice cream, low cal, full fat, whatever you're into in a like moderation size. I think depriving yourself is kind of where people kind of go wrong. Also, and I've said this before, like, and it, cooking helped me realize portion control too. Like when I was doing HelloFresh and I was doing Peach Dish and some of these other companies, I think there, there's a lot of great ones out there. Obviously we, we partner with HelloFresh. Um, that will show you what a dinner should look like. And I think restaurants in America serve you so much fucking food. And you said this at the other episode, you teased it a little bit that like you can go to dinner with your girlfriends and just order a few apps and it's enough for a meal. Like when you go, if you go to a restaurant and everybody gets an app and an entree and a dessert and a salad, it is so much food. It's like a 2000 calorie meal. I haven't ordered an entree in a restaurant in like 10 years. I just just don't do it. Like our favorite place that we go to is over here. It's Zatar because it's mezes because it's like Shareable. six dips and a bunch. We should go there for dinner and a bunch of pita and like I have some wine and I'm full and like yeah. alcohol fills me up a lot and alcohol is a real problem for me personally yeah. because I eat like shit when I'm drunk. I eat like shit the next day and like if you are in this constant cycle where you are drinking, you're eating like shit and then you're eating like shit the next day. Stop! Don't drink so much. Like just stop doing it. Right? Because I I have gone through those cycles and like. I just, I treat my body like shit sometimes. It's such a bad cycle. And that was a lot of my twenties was just like, it was the, I was, you know, worked for a magazine. I was a nightlife editor. I was going to all these parties. And so it was just like so much food, so much alcohol. And then your choices are so out of whack. Cause then you wake up hungover and then you need this greasy food. Like it was, is that is the number one way to just pack on the weight. And I, I realized this, this was um, the dinner I went with, with my girlfriend when she told me that she hooked up with the Airbnb guy, but we went to bar Premi and we had, we got like two apps and then she they, they came and I thought we were both ordering our own pastas. And then she was like, well, I don't need a whole pasta. Do you want to share it? And I'm like, I mean, I'm, I kind of wanted, but then I'm like, yeah. And it was the perfect amount of food. Like share an entree. Like you don't need a whole giant bowl of pasta anywhere. And sometimes you do. So just sometimes do that you do, too. But so like, like whatever. I've just, I used to get so... I used to eat so much at restaurants because I'd be like, I'm treating myself. I'm at a restaurant with my girlfriends and I would eat so much and then I wouldn't want to go out afterwards. I'd be like, now I feel fat. I have to go home. I hated that. And now I feel like I, you, you and I are great about it. Like we go out to dinner, we eat the right amount and then we still feel great afterwards, whether we go out again or we just go home and we don't feel gross. Yeah. I mean, it's just taken me a long time to learn these habits. You know, I, I've just trained myself over the years. I've had a lot of really bad days. I've definitely had those nights where like I go out to dinner. I'm glad you said that. Like, and then I don't want to go out after. Yeah. Like there's no way I'm doing it. I definitely don't want to drink and then like party when I'm all full. You feel gross. Yeah. yeah. And so, and just a couple of things. I'll say these really quickly. I just threw these on my list. Um, I think just general health stuff. I've said this before. I think in general, less sugar, more fiber, more water, less alcohol, <laughs> cut out simple carbs, especially in the evening. That's why I love the South Beach diet in college. It's it's still healthy, but it's lowering your carbs. And I think if you really want to lose weight, like don't eat carbs for dinner, like stick to like lean proteins and vegetables and things like that. And I think like you can, that's a good way to start. I think you always start the day with a healthy breakfast. You start the day with donuts. Where are you going to go from there? 
You eat a donut in the morning, forget it. Fuck it. What are you going to get a salad for lunch? No. You're like, no, I'm going to go get a fucking burger for lunch. I like, hear my dad looking at me just going, you know, that's the worst thing you could put in your body. Like the first right? thing you put in your body in the morning <laughs> is so important. And that's why I do this chew stuff. Or like if I don't have chews, I do usually like an apple with, with peanut butter and like maybe like a hard boiled egg. Like I just kind of, what you put in your body first thing in the morning is so important. Uh, Katie Storino, she posted something that she was with some health guru and they were like, you don't understand how important this actually is. Your body basically resets while you sleep overnight. So the first thing you choose to put in your body, whether it's a juice or a smoothie is so important. And that kind of sets you up for the whole day. I remember I was dating a guy one time and he would crack open a fucking soda in the morning. I wanted to die. Why? What, what trailer park was he raised in? <laughs> and I, so I just think that's really important. I will, I will stop talking now about all this stuff. I had like a lot to say. This, this episode was really important to me. I had a ton of things on my list, but I love all the stuff you said. I feel like we're like aligned on a lot of the food stuff. Yeah, and I think people want to know. I mean, this is such a big part of your life. I think that this is important to talk about. And you know, for you, it's it's exercising, and for me, it's really finding ways to like reset my body and feel good because I do work for myself, so I can sit in bed all and day eat long, all day. And eat, yeah. Eat, watch murder shows all day. Yeah. And so like I, New York is where I choose to live because it's such a walkable city. I always go for a walk after I eat. Like I always try to be, if it's under a mile, I walk. I never take the subway if I don't have to. Um, I'm a pretty active person. I go out with friends a lot and I just like to walk around and be out in the world. And I think that like, it's just important for me to feel good. Okay. I love that you said that. This is very important. I cannot hear this home enough. I remember when we were... Um, it was a holiday and my friend, our friend Louisa comes home for the Christmas and she had read a study. This is a factual scientific study. And it was like one of the number one things you can do to avoid holiday weight gain is take a 10 minute walk after every meal, like after dinner for your biggest meal, every meal, great, but your biggest meal, which is dinner, typically whatever. And she's right. And we are so lucky to live in New York where I'm usually walking to dinner or I'm walking after dinner and it gets your food digesting and it is so important. And I know not everyone has that luxury, but when I go back to Atlanta and like I have this huge meal with my friends at dinner and then I just get in a fucking car, I am like, I hate it. I hate that and feeling. I, I, I hate this because not everybody gets this luxury of living in a walkable city, but like if there's even any way you can just walk around the block or getting moving after a big meal is so, so important. Like you eat a giant meal and then you just lay on the couch. I'm not saying I haven't done that. I do it all the fucking time. I order delivery and lay on this couch and watch TV. And, and like, I mean, we do it. But if that's, I think that's a great thing to implement into your life is like movement after eating. I just feel so shitty when I just like go straight home. And you know, you're like, I'm going to sleep so hard because yeah. I just ate and drank so much. Which is the worst thing. <laughs> like, yeah, like Violet Benson was like, that's how sumo wrestlers train. Like, that's how you gain <laughs> weight is eating a ton of food and then not moving. Um can I just talk about the fitness stuff really quick? Please. Okay. So I, I, I said this a little bit on our 2019 episode. Again, I, I just really, I don't have a ton to say on this, but um, in college, in my early 20s, I would just go to the gym. I would do the elliptical. I would do some weightlifting here and there, whatever. Um, I don't think it did me really any favors. And then I ran. So I used to do half marathons and I would train for them and I would run all the time. I think I was eating more when I was training. I would just like come home and like crush pasta, whatever. I've always been active. I've, fitness has always been a part of my life, but I didn't really start to lose weight and really benefit from it until I did start doing like 
flywheel was the first thing I did. That was like when flywheel came to Atlanta, the very first class I went to, I was like, this is going to change the game for me. So it, I would go so hard. Flywheel is this competitive aspect. I would want to win every class. I don't give a fuck now. I'm just like there to get a workout in, but I would, it changed my body immediately. Like I realized how much I enjoyed these group fitness classes because I just cannot get motivated at a gym. That's just for me personally. A lot of people can go into a gym and fucking crush it. I just can't. So what I do, I go to flywheel. I like berries. I like orange theory. Y7 is the hip hop yoga I go to that I'm obsessed with. I do SLT, which is the number one like toning thing I think you can possibly do. It's on a mega former machine. Um, and I, I use class pass and some of these studios I've partnered with at this point, I've been working with flywheel for six years now. Um, but that it changed my whole body. And I like, that fitness beca- it became like this thing that I became obsessed with and I would do fly bar too. And like that I would go, would you do them back to back? I mean, it was, if you've never done fitness like that, where it's like the really h- hardcore intense intervals and it, you have an afterburn effect and that's what orange theory is built on is like what you do in this fitness class lasts you for the next 24 hours after. So it's like your metabolism is up, your heart rate is up, you're burning fat. So those fitness classes, that's what I do. I can't really speak on anything else. I can't really speak on being a runner anymore because I don't really run. And I, that's, that's just been my story. So that changed the game for me. And, um, it's such a huge part of my life. And Raina knows like it is what keeps me sane is fitness hands down the number one thing. So if I will get in like a funk, I'm anxious, I feel depressed or whatever it is. I'm like, I'll be fine after literally 45 minutes in a flywheel class or an hour at Y7. Those are usually my go-tos. And like, I just have to sweat it out. I'm like walking out of there. I'm soaked in sweat and on my face is beat red and I'm like, I'm fixed. So there's mental and emotional effects as well, but that is what I did fitness wise. And I I have started to do a lot more of this on my Instagram and I I have a story highlight that's about my health and fitness. But for me, that was the game changer. I think I was like in my late twenties when flywheel started in Atlanta and then from there, I got into like the more the, all all the classes, and I like boxing too, and I love dance. I love a studio called Three Hundred Five Fitness, so just all that kind of stuff. I think the mix, the perfect mix, is cardio mixed with some strength training as well. So I think if you, if I were to assign somebody like a perfect plan, it would be two things like flywheel a week, and two things like an SLT or a yoga or a strengthening a week. I'm done. <laughs> I just feel like people have been like, please tell me more about your fitness. Please. And I'm just like, that's it. Like it's, I go to these classes, I mix cardio and strength training and that's what I do. And that's in New York. And a lot of these places are chains. Um, so, I mean, obviously flywheel exists all over the place. Yeah. Um, soul cycle, things and like that. Soul, and, yeah, and, and Equinox has great classes. I, I, I said something about Equinox in our first message. And someone messaged me. They're like, we have great classes. I'm like, oh, right, you do. It's not just a gym. So if you have an Equinox membership, you get, you can get, you can do their spin classes. You can do their yoga classes. You can do their other classes. So that's just what works for me. And that's all I can speak on. Yeah. And I think that you guys message us a lot. Like, I don't know how to make friends in a new city or I'm looking for new friends. I mean, there's no better way to meet people to create a community than fitness. I mean, I'm not fucking joining a run club because I have <laughs> enough friends, but uh, I think that like these kind of fitness, you know, your endorphins are up. Everybody's there for a positive thing. It's a healthy, sober thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great way to meet people like is these classes and then you get to look better and feel better and you know, I'm not going to do it again. Just to be clear, well, I'm yeah. not exercising, but it's great for other people. <laughs> but I want to ask you, okay, you and I... Wait, you, I have to tell you a joke and then... Go for I'll it. I'll tell you something funny. 
you know this, but both of my last serious relationships, both of them after we broke up, dated a yoga instructor long-term. That was their both next serious long-term relationships. They were like, fuck this girl. They literally went from you to who does not work out to a fitness professional. Like they were like, I (laughs) need the opposite of this girl. And like very different yoga instructors. Like my first ex went to date this like vegan hippie pixie. I don't really know anything about this person. I'm just making it up. She's like an ultra feminist yoga, like whole lifestyle wrapped up in it. And the other one is the exact opposite. She's like a, what does it say on our Instagram profile? I'm a life coach. Certified life coach. Certified professional life oh, yeah, coach. Yeah, certified professional because you need both words. You, it's not redundant at all. It's like saying what, like tomato marinara sauce. We know what it is. Like, so, so she's the other kind, but yeah, both of them, okay, we would talk about this for a second. You cannot be certified as a life coach. It's not a certification. That's not a- <laughs> You can call yourself that. You could be a therapist. What qualifies you to tell to be me? be a life coach. Life that coach. is the boldest claim. <laughs> I'm going to coach your life. The hubris. It's not a business manager. It's not like, it's so not specific. It's like your whole life, I'll coach you. <laughs> what? And she's 25 or something. 25. Like, What does she know about life? What has she been through except for dating my ex that would teach you anything about life? I mean, I'll date him, but whatever. You love him. He <laughs> just texted me. I'm sure it was something boring. He texted me too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Raina, can we talk about this? Because I want to talk about... The life coach? Yeah. but Well, whenever, whenever you're finished. I want to talk about bodies and relationships. I'm excited that you're doing this because we have a relationship show. Right. <laughs> Raina's just been staring like her eyes have been glazing over while I've been giving my TED talk about health and fitness. People are like, this is a dating podcast. When does the sex stuff come up? Now it's here. It's here. And I think food is such a huge part of relationships and the way you look and feel is such a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, we actually, I wasn't going to bring this up, but it just, I forgot. We went on this podcast yesterday called How Come? Oh, and yes, Remy, so the girl who's the host of it, her sister is a writer also and wrote this whole article about like what to eat on dates. Because yes. I think like eating is so uncomfortable on a date. I mean, not for me, but... <laughs> yeah, me either, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, that's coming out this month. And the whole last part, we the, the podcast is so, she, we love her so much. She's like our new best friend. And then the very end, yeah, we get into like what to eat, not to eat on a date. So that's a teaser for that. We're not going to get into it here. We yeah. did it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I loved that. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. So once you're in a relationship, let's talk about, you want to talk about the breakup body? Well, my stage in a relationship is usually at the very beginning when you're so excited all the time. I tend to lose a couple pounds up top. Like when you're like, you know that feeling of like so exciting, you're like taking nervous, excited shits and you just don't really feel like eating because you're so excited. And you're like replacing like late night food with late night With sex, yes. And like, so early in the relationship, I feel like I do tend to to lose a little weight, to get a little skinny when, because you're just like, I'm so excited. Like the endorphins are high. You're so happy. You don't need to like scarf a bunch of food. And then I think in the middle of a relationship is when the weight gain happens, if it does. Because that's when you're like fat and happy and you're just like going out to eat and you have date nights all the time. Like I remember with one of my exes, we would have like every Monday was our date night, which is like Monday. Monday, you should be in the gym like (laughs) and eating a salad. We're Monday. We're just like eating our faces off. Went to a new different restaurant every Monday. Like when you're at dinner with somebody that loves you and thinks you're beautiful, I mean, I'm going in. Like <laughs> you heard that. Yes, but you like, know, you there is just a little and you want to look good for your partner. I have never, I've seen this happen a lot. I've never gotten like really big in a relationship. I've I've seen it happen. I'm not gonna I've seen this. It happened to me. One person in particular is it 
close friend that is a large dude that eats more than the average person because he's so big and every girl he's ever dated has packed it in like dating him because they eat so much because he eats so much. This is such a real thing and this happened to me in a relationship with somebody who was three years younger than me and really fit and worked out all the time and his body was great and like we were eating late at night all mm-hmm. the time in bed and I was just like eating when he ate and eating what he ate and that's so you, you can't go like shot for shot with your partner. I know. Also men have different metabolisms. They they have yeah. different types of bodies. Men don't get cellulite the way women get cellulite. Yeah. Um, so I was also like, he, I was waiting up at night for him to get off at work. I'd eat later at night. Um, I gained yeah. a ton of weight. And then like, I didn't want to have sex as much. And this Ugh, is the period in my yeah. life when I actually started to like not want to leave the house because... Oh, okay. And I didn't gain that much weight. I mean, I think I said I gained 20 pounds, but uh, I mean, man, that is an insane like amount of weight. That's literally me gaining 40 pounds. Yeah. Like when you're five feet tall, like I just didn't want to be naked. I didn't like the way anything looked. I wasn't happy with how I was dressing and it definitely, it affected our relationship because mm-hmm. like I felt shitty about myself and then he would start this whole, but you're beautiful to me. And I was like, but you're patronizing me. Yeah. And it, it's a bad cycle. And so, yeah, I love what you said. Like you don't need to go shot for shot with your partner and what they're eating. But it's real. It's you it's fun. It's like you want to go to eat. I mean, the the friend, the guy friend I'm thinking of, like he also loves to cook. He loves to eat out. And I mean, every girl he's dated just balloons up. You know what I mean? Like it is because you're like, you're, I love that phrase or you're going shot for shot. You can't go shot for shot with a guy that's fucking six, five, 300 pounds. Right, like, but what these gonna- guys, these guys are like the 20 pound curse. I don't know when I'm really in love and I'm really happy. Like I do feel like I have more energy. I kind of get up earlier in the morning. I kind of have like a reason to live. <laughs> I found myself when and when I'm in that space also just wanting to work out naturally more. Like I just kind of have more energy. I'm kind of excited. I kind of need to get out that some of that energy. So I've never really gained a ton of weight in a relationship. I think I've eaten more, but I kind of balance it with the working out and the sex too. I mean, they say like a really good round of sex is equivalent to running a mile. And so I... I've, I, you got to keep your core tight. Like I remember like when I was having sex all the time with my last serious relationship, like I was really getting a quad workout in like, and then I wanted to look good naked too. So I think the sex is a, a good workout and b a good motivator. Do you think that the fact that I masturbate every morning burns calories? A little bit maybe. But like only for my one arm, like my left arm is going to get really jacked. <laughs> Because I only use my left hand. But now every time we do a live show, people are going to like hone in on your left hand. <laughs> like I like, I think it's healthy to masturbate every single day. For sure. And I do it typically, in, you know, I change it up. Today I masturbated two o'clock in the afternoon because I Why have not? a job and I can. Because you can. Because I can. It Anybody makes, can though. If you're at work, if you have a normal office job, like, well, I, you can masturbate at work. I, it feels more successful to me when I'm home alone and I'm naked on a weekday at two. There, there you go. That makes me feel like I've achieved success. <laughs> you're really doing it. Going to mat is in the week and masturbating <laughs> at the movies. And yeah. And then, I mean, of course we got to address the breakup body. Oof, never look better. Oh my God. I pray for the kind of sadness that you go through after a breakup. Like nothing. Where is that sadness? I, I know. need it. I, the guy I'm just, the guy I'm talking about, the last girl he broke up with, I mean, her breakup body. She probably gained 20, 30 pounds in a relationship with him and she is just backed. She's more smoking hot than she was when they first met. I mean, I mean he she, even said it. She really did it. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna say any names, but um, I feel like when I got my best breakup body, the last time I really got broken up with, like I, I didn't have a ton of weight to lose, but that just like, soli- like really locked it in because I didn't really wanna, I didn't drink a lot because when I would drink, I would get sad. That wasn't a thing that I turned to. I really turned to exercise and I was cooking at home a lot and I was staying in and I just was sad. I just didn't feel like eating. And so, I mean, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I said it before. 
<laughs> I'm so fucking grateful for my ex, Ariana Grande. Like that's what she means. Because <laughs> she, I mean, look at her. Look how many breakups she's been through. Look how skinny she is. That's what it takes. She looks amazing. Get dumped. We can't stress this enough, I, ladies. Every day I pray for some kind of sadness that is equivalent to a breakup sadness. <laughs> I can't tell you, like, if you're eating, you're the wrong kind of sad. Okay, I well, want like breakup sads. I mean, I think everybody's different. I think it's funny because I feel like the stigma used to be that women are sad and getting broken up with and they're like crushing pints of ice cream. That's just not my experience with the women that I know. It's like breakup bot is on and the men get gross. I mean, when men go through a breakup and they get crushed, like they're just disgusting. (laughs) They're like drinking every night. They're like in their cave. They're like eating like shit. and I mean, they get so gross. I feel like I can smell what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Like I can picture it. Like that painful breakup, the the woman's like, uh-uh. You, do, you under, do you understand how hot I'm about to get? And this guy's just like crushing fucking Budweiser heavies and like snacks and chips in his bed. You know like he is. sweat and shame. He, he hasn't showered in days. Ew. Ew. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that, I mean, above all, we I think we've given you guys a lot of valuable tips and tricks for health and fitness, but above all, get dumped, you know? Break up with your man. Leave your husband. No, you can't. I don't know if that works. You well, you should dumped. encourage your husband to leave you. To dump or you. Or your man. Whatever. Just like for a temporary. <laughs> just for a little boost. <laughs> it's healthier than dieting. It's just, it's easier. And yes, I know everybody reacts to sadness differently. I don't eat. Like, I can't even look at food. Like, yeah. I'm so sad I can't eat. I just, I love being that sad. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I think a lot of, uh, when, for me, it, w- it was like that I cut back on the, the drinking a lot because I was like, I will go even deeper and darker into this depression if I get drunk, you know? That's great advice. I never have ever taken that advice after a breakup. I just... Everybody's different. Like, sometimes I get really drunk and put on my engagement ring, walk around my Oh, apartment. my God. <laughs> Stop it. I haven't done that in years, except for, like, once. You did it while we've been friends, so we've only been friends a fucking year and a half. Just one time I got the sads and put on my engagement ring. It's big. It's just nice. I like to wear it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would fucking die if he ever heard that. He heard it. I'm sure he did. It's like... It's it's a piece of garbage. I mean, I, I couldn't even like give it away. It's so cheap. So, are you saying this? Yeah, I'm saying it. It's big, but it's not real. Yeah, it's big. It's not real. It's oh my god, right? You're just like <laughs> saying it all. Um. All right. Like we did this. Justice. I feel we did it. I feel yeah. I feel like we did this justice. Hope you guys like this. You asked for it. You asked for it. Yeah. So I don't know. Revenge body. It's a cute term. Maybe we'll title the episode that. I'm not sure yet. But it's more just like feeling good all the time. You know. I don't know what to say. All right. Well, it's been a while. It's been a long ass episode. We're going to do a quick little game. So we came up with a new game. I'm really excited about it. It was inspired by some text messages that we've gotten um, where you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden something just insane happens. So we're calling this, this took a turn. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When you're talking to somebody and you're like, oh, well that took a turn. (laughs) I've said it to guys. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have they're to. Crazy. They say the they're crazy. They say the elephant yeah, in the room. Exactly. So we asked you guys to submit your craziest text message conversations, Bumble, Hinge, et cetera, conversations for dating apps. Um, so the idea of this is that you just, you think one thing's happening and it just really takes a turn. So I think this is really funny. We've gotten some really hysterical submissions. So please send them to us. Please title it. This took a turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to read some of your text messages, but um, we can start with a personal story if you want. I mean, I know I have so many, but we'll play this game again. So I think I'll just do this one from last night. I love, I mean, I, I laughed out loud. It was hysterical. 
mean, this guy's probably listening, but what do I care? Okay. So I message with this guy or we met, we match on hinge and, um, he sends me, he was like, how's your Tuesday going so far? And then he really wrote six sentences about what he'd done on his Tuesday. It was kind of TMI, but it was kind of funny. And so I wrote like, wow, that's a lot of information, but I appreciate it. (laughs) And so I said like, here's what I did today. And I said, I went to SLT and I said, I did a couple other things. And then he goes like, Oh, I love SLT. Blah, 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 blah. When's next time you're going? We should go together and then get a coffee bite to eat. And then here we go. Also, like, obviously I know about you from your podcast. I love it, by the way. And think you're awesome from that. Also, you have a super sexy voice. But also, I just think we'd have fun if we went out. I honestly think after listening to your podcast, we'd be really good friends. <laughs> okay. Friends. <laughs> friends. Friends. What? I didn't know that I was on Bumble BFF. Like, uh, I'm not here to make friends. Like, you already friend zoned me? I didn't even <laughs> respond yet. And then he goes, we have very similar opinions on subjects that you and Raina disagree on. Like, which- he's slamming me out of the <laughs> gate. <laughs> and then my number is blah, blah, blah. Text me so much easier to message that way. I'm not texting you. Okay. Like, first of all, I, two things I never want to hear on Hinge is like, I've listened to your podcast. I'm a fan. And Let's be friends. What do you do? I don't need any friends. Listen, and I, he friend zoned you. He talks shit on your friends. Like, what is that? And he's like, I'm a fan. I just want to like stare at you like a zoo animal and learn about your life. It, it was, I've never been, and I'm, I don't know if this guy's a super fan where he's listening to every episode. He could be listening right now. I don't really care. Obviously, I'm not going to give out his name or any defining details, but like, A, it was 10 paragraphs, which is always taking a turn. Like, I didn't, this is too much. Please stop typing. What are you doing? But like... I, I was so confused. I think you're awesome. I think you have a really sexy voice, but definitely don't want to date you. <laughs> I'd love to be your friend. <laughs> what? what? Putting this out there so that I don't have to friend zone you in a week. You're already in the friend zone. It's just, it's so crazy that anybody, I just don't know how to take it. I don't even feel offended by it. Like, I don't know. I'm don't, no, I'm not texting you, bud. We're done here. He, he's like, let's be friends. Like, I feel like, like I'm literally on the bachelor where I'm not here to make friends. It's a dating app. all right i'm gonna tell a story about a situation that happened to me not via text but just um on the phone which was the opposite (laughs) on the phone on the whoa is this middle school i always get scared when people call me like i don't know what to do i wish people would call me okay keep going Like the grub up guy? I wish someone would call me. I call I you just every day. I wish someone would call me. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right, guys, call Ashley. Her number is 212. No. Um, I'll post her number on the Instagram story. You can call her. Stop. Um, I met this guy. We went out for like business pretenses and had dinner and got super drunk and more super drunk and went home and had sex. So whatever. I had a one-night stand with somebody. Yeah, whatever. For you. So we had slept together. Love your truth. Um. But I didn't really know this person. So he lives in Chicago. He goes back to Chicago. I don't think I'm ever really going to talk to this person again. And he starts texting me the next day. And he's like, nice. He wants to know about my life. He's telling me what he did for the afternoon, how his flight was. Will tell me more about his job. And I'm like, okay, this is a nice, normal guy. And it's late at night. It's like 10. And he's texting me. And he's like, what are you, what are you up to? And I said, I was watching this documentary on Netflix. And he asked me what kind of documentaries I like. And I'm telling him. And I was like, you know, right now I'm watching this Lance Armstrong documentary. You know, I sort of mixed feelings about it, whatever. I'm talking about this Lance Armstrong documentary. And he goes, what are you wearing? Oh my God. And I was like, I'm in bed. I'm not wearing, I'm not really wearing much. I'm like going to sleep. And he was like, can I call you? 
What? And I was like, yeah, hold on one second. He calls me and he starts talking to me and he's like sexy voice talking to me. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to have phone sex with me. Uh, Like right now. He's going for it. Like he went from Netflix documentaries to phone sex and he's like, so like what kind of stuff do you like wear in bed? This guy. Do you ever like touch yourself like that i've already fucking said but he i'm like he's really going for it this is okay. so crazy yeah did you do it yes you went to <laughs> this guy you paused lance armstrong you were, i didn't know what to do dead sober on a sunday night like an animal dead sober dead sober and i don't even know this person i'm just like oh, we're here like it's one of the situations where you're like i I guess I could be a nerd and be like, no, I don't want to do this like a normal person would do. But me, I'm like, all right, we're here. When he, I feel like he tried to like warm it up a little bit and hint what he was about to do. Did you when you when he said, "Can I call you?" Did you see that coming? I, I nobody sees that coming. It's true. A it's Sunday true. night, yeah. dead sober, hit me with a phone sex, phone sex with a stranger. That's amazing. <laughs> Good for you. How yeah. was it? I liked it. We. He, <laughs> I love this. I mean, it really took a turn for me. It took a turn from documentaries. I didn't know I was going to have an orgasm in like three minutes. But uh, yeah, we used to have phone sex all the time and we would like do Skype sex. Yeah. It was really hot. I liked liked to watch him jerk off on Skype. Shout out to that guy. Well, he's got away. He's a terrible person. Oh, right. He's also the guy that I found out was cheating on his girlfriend. Oh, right. Now, yes. Anyway. Anyways, that was funny. We want to tell you guys about some of the ones that you sent in. Yeah, we're just going to do a couple because this is a super long episode, but we want you guys to send more. So send them email, please. We can't stress this enough. And it's mainly just because we can't track it and put it in a folder when you guys DM us. So I, we've even asked a couple people like that have DM'd us like to email. So email hello at girlsgotteatpodcast.com. The subject line, this took a turn. Yeah. Do you want to start? I'm going to have you read this one with me. You're going to be the girl. And I'm going to be the guy. Where do I have to get it? Okay. Um, I have it on my screen. Okay. All right. Go. You're going to be the girl? Or I'm gonna be- You're going to be the girl. So I'm the guy. Hi, Heather. This is Jimmy from Bumble. Hope your day is going well. Are you going to send some pictures from your trip? LOL. Hi, Jimmy. I might. Haha. Okay. When are you leaving? So what kind of activities do you like doing besides travel? Come visit me tonight. Let's discuss a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship. Um, you want to be my sugar daddy? If you're interested. Ideally, what does that relationship look like for you? I like how she just mind more details. Yeah. She's like, I'd, I'd like to hear more She's about like, this. I'd like to hear more. Sell me on it, Jimmy. Four to 7,000 a month for two visits per week, but we have to meet first and see if we click. Can you come over tonight to discuss more? This is crazy. <laughs> that escalated quickly. It, it hit me so hard. It, he hit her with, so what kind of activities do you like besides traveling at 12.48 p.m.? And she doesn't respond for eight hours and he just busts out with sugar daddy, sugar baby. Right. Okay. Right. Like, let's be clear. So we didn't do the timestamps. Yes. He was like, so what are you into, Heather? Friday, October or at 12.48 p.m. The next day, 8.30 p.m. You know what? She didn't respond. She's probably going to want to be my sugar baby. Like, that's crazy. I think we glossed over the fact that it, there was, yeah, like 12 hours. She just didn't respond. She didn't respond. All of a sudden, he was like, let's escalate this. <laughs> going to escalate this. She sounds like she likes to travel. She, I feel like she'll let me pay for her whole life. I'm okay. Men are so crazy. Okay. Well, I was going to do a Bumble one, but 
I've since convinced her. I actually just, okay, no, we want to give you guys a little <laughs> behind the scenes that I just did the one I was going to do and Raina stopped me and said, please stop. You have to save this for a live show. So. Because you guys have to buy tickets. Uh, yeah. She just said what I just did was full blown a performance. <laughs> so come to the live shows to hear it. I don't know <laughs> what to say. Anyway, do you have one more? I have one more. I have one more that's funny. Okay. Um, and I think this is a little more typically what happens on all dating apps across the universe um, where guys start off nice and then you kind of hurt their egos. Yes. So this guy... Yeah, you're like, hey... um, Bob, I'm not really interested right now. You fat cunt. Right. Oh like, he, he's like, this is really so crazy. Okay. So this guy reaches out to her. I guess they're talking about, you know, what they're looking for in a relationship via text at this point. They've segued to text. So this is, this is him. I'm going to okay. have you read the final line. Okay. Him. All depends on how the date goes, of course. If I like them and they like me and we both want something serious, then no reason why we shouldn't start off on a serious note. So are we on the same page and want to go on our first date? Or am I talking to myself now? So I can tell you I put a lot of effort in with girls I like a lot and then you start to ignore me. And then LMAO, your loss. I'm a great guy and I'm nice. So childish to ignore someone when they're clearly not getting what I'm saying. So he's he's hit her with a lot of emotions. And he's he's having a conversation with himself. Over a very short period of time, by the way. Just so the day does not lapse. This is one afternoon. He's gone through a range of emotions. And she goes, oh my God, I was just in a boxing class. <laughs> <laughs> Which meant an hour. An hour. He wrote all... He went through... That's the crazy person. That's the crazy person. He's calling her childish and calling her names. This is, he's trying to seriously date her and this is escalated into name calling. Oh my God. She was like, I was at yoga, bro. For one hour. Oh my God. Chill. <laughs> I just feel like this happens so it much happens with all, Yeah, it happens. I mean, honestly, it doesn't happen as much to me. I, I Like... I just dare somebody to do that shit to me. Like you're going on my Instagram story and I'm finding your handle and you're getting tagged. I mean, like the, there is nothing grosser than a guy that feels like the slightest hint of rejection. He's like, you're a fat slut anyway. Like it's so gross. It right. happens all the time. Right. Also, it's a dating app. I was swiping on this while I was taking a shit. Yeah. I interacted with you for five. So I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. I know. Okay. We're going to do one more. And this was the one that happened in real life, but these are funny too. So Rain and I were like, are some of these could qualify as, is this weird? But we just love this whole, this took a turn thing. So this is something that happened in real life. It's very funny. Send us more of these, you guys. Like these are not, these are funny, but then we know there's more funny stuff out there. So, okay. This one starts. So I live in a fairly rural area and dating app options are a little slim. I matched with this guy and we started texting. He was really sweet and normal, funny, normal slash funny. We went out once and it was going really great until the waitress brought our dinner. He reaches for both of my hands on date one to pray with me for our dinner. <laughs> I come from a very Christian background and I'm religious too, but this was totally different level than what I was feeling. It was terrible. Naturally, I'm still shocked at this throughout dinner, but try to enjoy our time together. We ended up texting later that night and he suggests that we take a road trip over the summer. It was January. He assumed that we'd still <laughs> be hanging out six months later after only date one. Needless to say, he was a hard one to ghost. Okay, this is shocking to me. Somebody pulling the religion card on the first date and trying to pray with me is more shocking than somebody's suggesting anal on a first date. Seriously, shocking. Well, here's... I just... I feel like there's got to be towns and this is just do not come for us on this. You guys, we're not bashing religion or anything. If you pray before every meal, fine. Great, we're no. not judging. But I, there's got to be towns out there though that like it, you'd pray before every... There's got to be people that pray before every meal naturally. Like you go to Applebee's and you're like, let's pray y'all. 
Yeah, but you know that about the person. Like, I right. grew up in a Jewish community. Yeah. Everybody around me was Jewish. Ten, like, nine times out of ten, you're probably on a date with a Jewish person. But, like, I still wouldn't want a stranger, like, grabbing my hands and saying, like, the, the Kaddish over the... I was going to say this word wrong because I don't remember religion stuff. But whatever the blessing is... It is so crazy. It would be weird that he me. was like... <laughs> Let's pray. And he like grabs both of her hands. And also like, I just, I don't know, you guys, I don't know if this is in the Bible. Like, I think God's okay if you don't pray on a first date. <laughs> like, I don't think you have to, right? Like, clearly this guy has to pray before every meal. I don't know if God cares. <laughs> like, maybe just save it. I think God... <laughs> Are you going to be pissed at this? <laughs> what would Jesus do? I don't know. Jesus don't... is busy. Jesus is not at your dinner. I'm sorry. He doesn't care about you at the Olive Garden having your breadsticks. Jesus isn't there. He's got other shit to worry about, guys. He's no, all you're not going place. to hell because you don't pray at the Olive Garden on a first date. It's fine. I think that you can that Jesus takes the night off on a first date. Like I don't know. I'm not religious, so it's hard for me to like say, but like Jews don't believe that God is like ever present. In, okay. like, Jews <laughs> Jews believe that like yeah, we don't believe that God is like ever present in your life, like at your dinner. We just don't believe that like we we know that like I'm not that important. God's right. Also, else. this was a twofer because one date that started awkwardly. He was like, so road trip in July and Summer it's January. Yeah. I love a guy that throws out, this is like a, what men have th- think is going to make you sleep with them. They're like, I'm going to make future oh, right, plans. Right, right. Yeah. She'll sleep with me. I like that her, she ended, <laughs> let's just really read into this. He was a hard one to ghost. Like not hard that she felt bad. I think he wouldn't let her. <laughs> like this sounds like he showed up. He gave her, he gave her what would Jesus do bracelet. He like planned the trip. Like I I I think she means he was hard. As in like it was he wouldn't let it me. was challenging. Yeah, he wouldn't to take- attempt to dump him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I love these. I think these are very funny. Yeah. Oof, all right. This is the longest episode in history. It is? It's, yeah. So we don't have another guest here to like keep us in line. Keep us in line. Okay. So we hope you guys enjoyed this, our new game. We are going to use some of these for live shows, I think. Yeah. So send them to us. Email, please. And uh, yeah, all the things. Dallas, Austin, Tampa, Miami, Philly. Yes. We're coming for you. And then we promise to announce more cities. Please don't send us a million emails about your cities. We promise. We know. We've seen We're them. We've come. seen the comments. We've seen the messages. Um, com. I put up all the ticket links. They're all there for you. I will let you guys know. Ash, yes, Ashley you. also will um, when they're sold out, but it'll say on the website if it's sold out. Yes. That's it. That's it, guys. Thanks, guys. Have, have a great week. Have a week. Bye.